not heroes. It's just a podcast. We're not heroes. We're doing this for fun. We're not heroes. It's just a podcast. We're not heroes. What are you fucking dumb? Good morning and welcome to Chatman and Robin. I'm Max Peterson and uh, Bird is sitting this one out. She's at work today and I wanted to get something up for Wednesday. I'm obviously not going to put up the audio abortion that was the um, uh, Batman Forever soundtrack or uh, uh, commentary track that I did when Alan and Aaron came up. So instead I have wrangled one of my housemates to come into the chat cave, sit down and talk with me. It turns out I always knew she was nerdy, but she is. She has some shit to say about nerds, nerd culture. One of the most well-spoken, one of the most erudite, one of the most intelligent, <laughs> charming, wonderful people I've ever met. I'm going to basically be able to just shut the fuck up and let her talk for two to five hours without any problem. Let me introduce all of you to my cousin, Kate. Kate, say hello. Hello. <laughs> And that's all she had for us. That's all Excellent. I got for you. Good. All right. Well, that was Chatman and Robin for this week. So, <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, I convinced Kate to come and sit down with me because I had nothing else going on today, and I wanted to talk about Batman, especially because uh, last night, a little bit, a little teensy bit drunk, I, uh, I was stumbling around in my underwear, and I was like, "Hey, have you read?" Dark Knight Returns, and she's like, no, Dark Knight Returns, what's that? As you can tell from her voice, Kate is very British, shockingly so. Super British. <laughs> she's got a, she actually has a, a handlebar mustache and a top hat right now, uh, but it's a lovely sort of feminine handlebar mustache. So uh, she reads much faster than I do. You read, for the first time ever, Dark Knight Returns I last did. night. Frank Miller's genius magnum opus Batman fucking tale. Did took about two hours. Two hours, fuck you. <laughs> it took me. It took me an hour today to read. I I thought I went fast too. It took me an hour and twenty minutes to read six issues of like single issue comics today, and you read the fucking Dark Knight Returns in two hours. Do you feel like you absorbed it all? I do. You like I you? Do. you I stop. I glance at the art. Yeah. Read the words. Maybe a couple times. <laughs> the read the words a couple times. Yeah. Well, with with the, with this one in particular, it was a little bit hard to catch on to how he was. It but took like, me a second to realize that the dialogue was direct above the image. Like Yeah, to figure out page layout. Yes, and some, yeah, it, took, some it took a second, but after that I was good. Yeah, Miller's really good at that. He'll yeah. do the, uh, he does the, the big grid style pages mm-hmm. where it's just like, I mean, if, if you look at like standard comics today, it's like, you know, if you read a comic book script, it's like page one, panel one of five, one of four, one of six. Miller, and a Miller script is like panel one of 20. And you're like, what the fuck? How's he going to fit 20 images on a page? And did it ever feel... But did it ever feel crowded to you? No. no. One thing I think is interesting is as you read The Dark Knight Returns, you'll know if you kind of pay attention to how he's doing page layouts, at the very beginning of the book, it's a lot of like grid-style work, a lot of orderly panel layouts, but by the time you get to quote-unquote book four, or I think it's book four, by the time you get to the very end of the book, the, the panels have become larger, and he's putting larger images and like not, not necessarily more art, but like more sweeping art by the end of the book. Right. Every once in a while he breaks it up with a large image with smaller images on the page so yeah. it's not it's not overdone. So what did you think? This is one of those rare moments. This is like um, this is like watching somebody smoke weed for the first time <laughs> or or somebody like it was when I, it was like me getting to watch Bird watch The Godfather 
for the first time ever. Like, I, I saw The Godfather when I was, like, I think like 10 or 11 years old. And I was like, this movie's so fucking great. And nobody I know hasn't seen it. So Bird was like, I've never seen The Godfather. And I got to sit there and be like, oh, my God, she's going to watch fucking The Godfather for the first time. This is that moment for me. You're, you've, just experienced, you've just experienced maybe the best Batman comic ever written for the first time. It was really good. It was. It... To me, I don't know. It was interesting with it being so far in the future. Like, Batman's not a thing anymore. Old and the, Batman, yeah. the younger generations don't necessarily know who he is. Some of they, them don't even believe he was they real. They think he's just a yeah. story. Yeah. With, that's really interesting, especially with how how old Commissioner Gordon is, and he's yeah. still on the force. And, you know, like, there's this, there's a lot of alluding to uh, the other universes of DC, like, you know, there's Oliver's in it, Superman's in it. Yeah, you would know, you think like, of, there's... okay, major spoilers for anybody out there who hasn't read uh, Dark Knight Returns, because I really want to talk to Kate about it. So, spoiler alert, go read this fucking thing. It's amazing. You can get it in any <laughs> comic book stop or comic book shop. We always, on this show, recommend you go to Tyga, located on 3rd Street, just past White's. Just pick up your fifth of whiskey and go grab some comics. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. So, what did you what did you think of Ollie when you when you saw him? Oh and... my God, he is crazy. <laughs> he, I saw him and it took me a second. I'm like, that's not Oliver, but it is. He's he's also old. He's old. Missing an arm. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm like, you glossed um, over like maybe the biggest thing. He's also, missing his arm. Seems like maybe that was Superman's fault. Yep. Uh, there was a little tension there. Well, that's that's I think that's what he says. He's like he's like, well, what do you want, Oliver? And he's like, I just want. One I want a shit. piece of him. Like, he, want... <laughs> he wants a piece of the Man of Steel. He is, yeah, man. has some resentment there. He's like a crazy old conspiracy yeah. theorist type dude. He's all talking mad shit about the government. Kind too. of makes you think like he's been living on the island this whole time. Like oh, now you're taking it. Now you're taking it back to the uh, like, to the TV well, show. Well, he's been he's been out like. <laughs> Clearly escaped from some prison. Yeah, like. you see more of that. The prison comes back. There's a set. There's a sequel to this book. Okay. It's called The Dark Knight Strikes Again. Sadly, I cannot praise it as highly as what's she eating? Oh, it's a squeaker. Sadly, I cannot praise it as highly as Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns is great. When he gets to when Miller gets to Dark Knight Strikes Again, I think he just he wanted to play more. He wanted to experiment. So there's a lot of the art is not as operatic you know okay. there's not those big striking silhouette images most of what dark knight strikes again is is kind of like cartoony it's like a love letter to like the uh dick sprang and the jim steranko that like sort of 70s like wacky pop art okay. style so i mean the flash is in it we see the flash we see um um, 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 um the adam adam shows okay. the adam is one of the best parts of that book I'll spoil it for you just a little bit. Like, when we first see him, he's, like, fighting this fucking, like, alien monster. And you're like, what the hell? Where that? Where is this guy? It's, it's um, you know, I think it's Ray, yeah, Ray Palmer's, like, fighting this fucking creature with, like, a homemade spear, and he's naked, and there's, like, sloshing waves everywhere. And you're like, Jesus Christ, like, where, the government clearly has put him on, like, some prison, but, like, did they put him on some, like, prison island? Is he on some other planet? Like, what the hell? And then, um, basically, spoilers, Batman and, and co. break him out of prison to help help with another mission. But what we see is they've shrunk him down to, like, microscopic size and put him in a Petri dish. And that was his prison. He's just sitting in a Petri dish, like a tiny little fucking, on a slide with, like, fighting bacteria. That would be horrible. Yeah, it's a really, it's a cool sequence. I mean, the rest of everything, you're just like, man, this is a little bit cartoony. Especially after the, the 
feel that like grandiose feel of Dark Knight Returns. It's, it's a little bit disappointing, but we see more of like what Superman and the government did to the superheroes. Right. Because he's like in cahoots with them. He's yeah. like taking orders directly from the president. Yeah, Superman is kind of like the super Gestapo in this book. I like how stupid they made the president sound too. Like <laughs> <laughs> That was a nice touch. Can you get an example, or just in general? Well, just his language in general and how he speaks, and I, I feel like they didn't go quite so stupid president as like, I feel like the president. I feel you know it's not, it's not. I feel like it's ob- It's pretty obviously like a, for me it's like a mashup of like Nixon and Reagan is kind of who the president is. Really, see, and to me, I immediately thought. George Bush, like second George Bush. Like second George yes. Bush? Well, this book way like predates second George Bush. Well, that's but, yeah, that is kind of, it's, it's that kind of, um, well, you know, uh, we're not going to take this lying down as I puff my cigar and drink my... Well, and just how he kept being sidetracked off topic. Like, yeah. oh, I like this. Do you want this? I like this. You know, like, he, it was it was a lot of back and forth the between thing, subjects. I think in, like, today's society, you could take that president and put him on, like, internet memes, and it would say America underneath them. Because, <laughs> like, I think there's a there's that one scene with the Cuban, when the they fire the nuke and Superman disarms the nuke, and he's like, he goes on TV and he's like... He was basically like, we showed those commies that we don't take shit, li- you know, like, take things lying down. No, sir. We uh, we put those bullies in their place, and we told them what for. And then he, like, pauses for a second. He's like, but they shot a nuclear missile at us, so good luck, everybody. <laughs> and it's just, like, really, the president? He, d- he just seems really, uh, he seems like one of, like, the good old boys. He's very, It's it, there's a very, like, GOP feel to it, mm-hmm. which is interesting because Frank Miller himself extremely conservative when it comes hmm. to politics it's the only thing that bird has a little bit of problem with that she's like son of a bitch it's his her favorite artist her favorite comic book creator in general and yet he's he's pretty conservative <laughs> like but uh, yeah i think it's interesting that the, the they put this this bat figure this old man batman this retired millionaire in like a pseudo fascist sort of landscape yeah. and then have him go out and and they made him out to be, I think, well, to me at least, a little bit darker than you usually see. And I mean, Batman is kind of a dark character. but He's now. But, I mean, even more so in this book, he seemed to be more of a dark character than yeah. you're used to. Because it's it. this is the first time I've ever seen anything illustrating the bat being its own kind of creature like yeah. his own part of bruce like he, that's what he when he goes and talks to it yeah he's talking to it and like it takes him over mm-hmm. like that's the first time i've ever seen anything illustrated quite that way as him being like a split personality really yeah i think what we see in dark knight returns is a move like at the beginning he's a dude he's a man he's bruce wayne and he then you know like the when alfred asks him like when did you shave your mustache off and he doesn't remember doing it right i kind of also want to touch for a minute on how the fuck old is alfred fucking old because he was old <laughs> oh my god when bruce was a child yeah so but like, he's too old in this book he dies at the very well end. i know but did it get you a little bit? A little bit. I was like, that can't be. Not Alfred. Fucking got me, man. When but... he's just... When he die, like, the the mansion falls. Bruce really has no more need of him. and like Honestly, just, just... it would have been a little bit understandable had he not been a character in the book, too. I think Because we, he would, you know... He would have... He's ancient. I think we all would have understood. He's still, like, butlering at age. At, like, 105. Well, how like... old do you think he is in, like, the regular... In like uh in like the Bruce Tim Batman animated series, he's probably like if Bruce Wayne is let's call Bruce Wayne like 
40. Let's mm-hmm. say Bruce Wayne's in his like late 30s, early 40s. Can we assume if Alfred... At least three decades older. No, yes, no way. I, I say Alfred's in like his middle 50s. I want to say... Balding, no, you know? no, because Alfred was... I would say roughly the same age his parents were. I'm sure they've established this somewhere in the comics, I'm, but no, I'm because sure. I, it, Alfred didn't. Al, they always established that Alfred had served Thomas and Martha, right? But Thomas and the, he Tom or Alfred's father had also served Thomas and right. Martha, so maybe like Alfred started okay. serving Martha and them in his twenties or something. Was like the young butler, and then Bruce was born. So that, I I can see him being like. 20 years older than Bruce. Well, no matter what Batman you read or watch or hear or whatever Bruce is it is in this book. It tells you. How old is he? I think they said 55. 55? I'm pretty oh. sure. I was yeah, I kind of imagine him as like 60. I haven't read this, I haven't read this book in about a year. Well, cuz it's supposed it to be like I'm pretty sure they alluded it to being like a decade mm. later. And I am almost positive they said 55. 55? Yeah. Yeah, that he's. I mean, he looks. He, what he's not looks like, older than fifty five. Yeah, he's got that kind of like gray white. grizzled. He's got like white hair. I think that by comes the end from, of the book, he's got white hair. I think what they establish is sort of like he's been so brutalized by his life as Batman that it's like really beating him up a yeah. lot. Because he looks much older than he is. Yeah, he's yeah. huge. He's like, he's a lot bigger than I expected him to be. It's not like the he's a big burly man. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a mixture of the um, like the Bruce Tim Batman with his giant upper body and his tiny little legs, you know. Yes. But he's just like this barrel. He looks like fucking um, Marv from Sin City. He's just like this <laughs> massive like brick like brick wall of a dude. I love watching that giant. Like, like that giant Batman like jumping in front of like lightning bolts and shit that huge he's almost more like a monster than a it man, you know? it seems to me that he should be bigger you know like because the, he's gotten older like well, fat not Batman all, no not like fat Batman but I mean like he the character himself he seems like with what he does and the lifestyle he lives he should be a huge man yeah like I mean they've always given him kind of like a gymnast physique like right, he's but I he's, don't feel that's right with the punches he takes and like all the hits he takes he would have he, to, he would have to have some sort of You know who I always thought had the right body to play Batman but not maybe the right face or the right feel I think Hugh Jackman in like the later X-Men movies not where not the early X-Men movies where he's like muscular and stuff right. but the later X-Men movies where he like from like shoulders to hips he's one fucking giant barrel of muscle you know that's I mean? where i think they kind of got it a little bit right with ben affleck bear with me i know a lot no of no i have... i support batfleck 100 a lot I think of people are giving him a lot of shit for it but like if you look at any of the trailers that they've come out with he has a very wide build he's big he is a big man like christian bale was a pretty burly dude, you know. He buffed up for Batman, but Ben Affleck is, is... more of like more of a block. He's not so yeah. tapered, you know. I, I don't think Batman would be like shredded, ripped with like lots of like definition and striation. I think he would just be like a big muscly man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he's he's got a lot of finesse. He knows his martial arts and shit. But I think and I think Ben Affleck has the perfect jawline for Batman. <laughs> Put that <laughs> mask chin. on him, and you've got that like block. Who, cut who's chin. your favorite bat chin? We did this on the podcast. Before. Favorite bat chin. Bat chin. Oh. All the bat. I'm assuming you've seen all the movies. Yeah, of right? course I have. Okay. Um, My, me and Bird go Val Kilmer. 
He has a really good he one. Does. He does. It's the lips. You got those heart-shaped <sighs> lips. Although, you know what? I, I actually can kind of argue for Michael Keaton as well. You'd think I, it would be George Clooney. No, no. George Clooney's an attractive man, but he, I don't know, maybe not quite. I don't think George Clooney was Bruce, or I don't think he was Batman. He was, I, he Bruce, was Bruce Wayne. Wayne. For George sure. Clooney would have been, sure. a, yeah. Give him I, to Christopher Nolan and he could have done one. I think, I think maybe Christian Bale probably was my favorite. Bad chin? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm a lot of people are shitting all over this like that, Batman. That, that v face Superman. he makes, you know, when he the just, angry face. Yeah, sad. They call he's, it sad Batman online. He's, he's got the best one. What do you? So what do you think? What do you? I know you were you were defending Batfleck a moment ago, which I'm all for. But like, what what do you think, Batman v Superman? About the movie itself. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of excited. It, kind of excited. It could go. It could go one of two ways. I mean, it could be. I'm a little worried. It could be really good, or it could totally flop. It looks too serious for me like okay they did i think that's the direction they're going yeah, in i know but like okay chris nolan yeah he did dark knight you know he did the 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 what is now the good the, batman trilogy yeah. those movies are fucking great yes they are then they tried to do it with superman and it didn't work like, do you like man of steel i did not well okay here's the thing mm-hmm. i'm not a giant superman fan yes but as a film i don't i don't well as a film i mean i I've seen it too many times. I got a little sick of it. One of my old housemates watched it too many times. Mm-hmm. But the first the first run through, I thought I thought it was pretty good. It might have been a little too theatrical. Yeah, but like a little. It's a little bit too like it's very very. I mean, like okay, first time you reboot Superman, you're like, here it is, motherfuckers. We're restarting the Superman franchise. In the first movie, they have him like his dad telling him to kill children. Yeah, and then. Don't save me, even though you could move so fast that you could save you could totally me, and save nobody me. would under- yeah. know what happened. Like, here, not only let me die, but watch me die. And then, at the end, fucking kills Zod. Okay, we managed to make it through three Batman movies. Dark, really dark Batman movies with Heath Ledger's Joker without and Bane. Without him killing anybody. But that's Batman's, that's Batman's thing. Like, yeah, but that's Superman's thing, too. He's the big blue boy scout, man. I know. <laughs> you know, like, when you think about what made the Chris Reeve... What but... At the same time, Zod's also not a human. Like, that might, you know, there might be a difference there. <laughs> he's fucking, like, he looks like a person, but trust me, but guys. he's not. He's not. He's got two hearts and no dick. I'm totally <laughs> allowed to fucking break this guy's neck. I don't, I'm like, I'm smooth like a Ken doll. You could kill me and it wouldn't be a human life. I guess, like, he hasn't really taken any human lives. But still, like, at that end where he's like, you're going to have to kill. And that was my other problem was Zod the whole time was like, even when he was in casual conversation, I'm like, hey, Zod, how's it going? How's your day going? My day's going great! And he's just always <laughs> fucking screaming his balls off and, like, veins are popping and one eye's bloodshot the whole time. And you're like, dude, Calm I understand down. when you're fighting Superman, you need to yell. But, like, when you're at the council and they're like, Zod, you did something bad. And he's like, you did something bad! And they're like, fucking just put this guy in a giant penis and shoot him into the negative zone. Get this fucker out of here. I'm sick of this. I will say about Man of Steel, though, I think that um, they picked a very good actor to play Superman. Bre- well, no, it wasn't Brandon Roth. No, it was, it was uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, yeah. yeah. Have you seen Man from Uncle? I haven't seen it yet. It's in I haven't theaters. seen it yet. Uh-uh. I, I liked his, like, dude, he, is, he looks like the Man of Steel. That scene where he's running to, like, pull shirts off the line, he is fucking huge. Yeah. He's got like bodybuilder stuff. He looks he like a lumberjack. Is the quintessential Clark Kent? Like he's got the you know the little coiffed brown hair. Christopher and it- Reeves is rolling in oh. his grave right now. <laughs> like this fucking pretty boy is Brent. Is this Henry Cavill? 
That's a terrible Chris Reeves. But I'd like I love I love the first Superman movie. Have you yeah. seen it? Yeah. I think part of what made that movie fun or made that movie so good was how fun it was. Like there's the scene where he catches the bullet and they're like, Oh, I guess the bullet must have missed me and he looks down and like wink at the camera, you know, and Lois is gonna fall into Niagara. And there's there's a lot of humor and funny <laughs> Trinity. You need to stop. We're talking about Superman. You can go you can go outside if you want and bother other people. Just don't bother me. I think that's what they need though. You know, the Superman Superman is not like when you pop open a Superman comic these days, it's not all darkness and black and shadows. That's Batman. So you Batman's. think that the movie took itself a little too seriously? Way too seriously. I think you know, Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. 300. Phenomenal movie. I'll take nothing away from that movie. I never saw it. You never saw 300? Mm-hmm. Oh, motherfucker. We're doing <laughs> We're going to watch it, and then we're going to do a commentary track for it, all drunked up. It's going to be <laughs> so fun. Up. But then, like, did you see Sucker Punch? Yes. Sucker Punch mm-hmm. blew. That was, like, one of I the did worst not like movies that movie. ever. It sucked. I didn't it was like just it. so repetitive. It was like watching the same episode of a television show, <laughs> like, repeat. five times. <laughs> It was it was shitty, and I was like, oh well, you know. Everyone I thought can that it, I will say that I thought it was a pretty film. Yeah, it he shoots very, he shoots a good frame, but I I didn't really like it. No, it was it was pretty junky, and then he adapted Watchmen. That was fresh off of Three Hundred when everyone was like, you can do no wrong, right? And Watchmen, you know, I like I've watched Three Hundred probably like a dozen times, and I've read Watchmen like probably more, but I watched that movie once, and I was like, mm, I'm good. Not good that, with that one. Wasn't that great, right? You saw yeah. it. Yeah. Not not phenomenal. And then they gave him Man of Steel. Not awesome. Zack Snyder is. It was just... okay though. I mean, like. Nah. <laughs> the forty-five as, minute as fight someone, scene at the end. At, okay, yeah. Well, as someone who's not a giant fan of yeah. Superman, I watched it to say it I watched impassable. it. Passable. Yeah, and I so it was, it was fine as a movie to me. So what I'm worried about with I'm gonna go see Batman v Superman. Obviously. Like, don't get me fucking wrong. I'll see the shit out of this thing, but. It looks like they are cribbing liberally from The Dark Knight Returns. Except for it's going the opposite way. They are against Superman in this movie. But I mean, like, we've seen in this trailer so far, big burly Batman. Yep. Rather than, like, skinny ninja Batman, we're seeing a big giant Mm -hmm. hulking Batman. The costume that they do, you'll recognize, it's not the costume from the beginning of Dark Knight Returns. It's he the has, end where he's yeah. wearing his armor. And yeah. it's, it's, we, it's he, more of an armored suit. They've got him in like the Superman armor. He's fighting Superman. So right, like, but I'm afraid they're going to do the Superman fight scene, you know? Like, it's possible, but I feel like they might take a different direction because, like, in, in the. 45 minutes long well, and have the, Superman fucking just possible. level Gotham completely. In the book, uh-huh. um, you know, Superman's on on the side of the of government. The government yeah. He, you know, they're not worried about him. Mm. They're worried about Batman. Yeah. And in the movie, so far, all we've seen is they're all Superman did this. Can we trust him? Are we, you know, they're, so they like turned it around. Dark yeah. So I'm thinking it might be something like that. The other the other costume we've seen, not the armor, but the the actual bat suit itself, yeah. looks like the bat suit from the end of Dark Knight Returns before he puts the armor on. That like monochrome gray yeah. with the black bat yeah. symbol. So, I mean... They did change the symbol again, though, too. They did, yeah. I think they're trying to distance themselves. Like They, no, they want their own brand. Yeah. yeah, no one's saying, like, I'm not going to make any more Batman movies. Although I think he's supervising this one. I could be wrong. He's kind of, like, running shit over there now. He's, like, the creative consultant for the, well, all these DC movies. it's good to have somebody movies. who knows what they're doing on hand. I haven't seen a DC movie other than the three Batman movies, which seem to be an anomaly. Have, like, name a, name a DC movie that blew you away. Other than the Batman flicks. 
name one for Green me. Lantern. No. Yeah, that didn't. That kind of fell through for me. Man of Steel fell through for me. No, Green Lantern fell through a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Deadpool looks good though. It does look good. I'm excited for that one. I I want that one to not flop. Suck, yeah. Yeah. I I read. I don't think it can. I read something on the internet today. The director said that um, Deadpool will break the fourth wall because Deadpool knows that's his character. Yeah, so he says Deadpool knows he's in a movie. Right. But. Um, is it? Sl- it's not Slade Wilson. It's no, that's that's Deathstroke. Oh, shit, right. what's his name? I can't remember the guy's name. But anyway, um, Ryan Reynolds will not break the fourth wall because he's just a you know when he's not in Deadpool mode. Yeah, he's just a man. He's a character in a movie. Yeah. But when he's Deadpool, he, but anybody who it's like Bugs Bunny with the F word and right. guns. You know, anybody oh, who knows. God. The character though should mm. expect that. That shouldn't yeah. be like, oh, why'd they do this? No, like, I think they it's cool should be, as they hell. Should be expecting I think it's that. a good move to not have him always breaking the fourth wall. Right. But if you're gonna do Deadpool right, you have to have he him like to. leaning out of the screen, yeah. talking at you. You know, he has to. Have Have you read much Deadpool? No, I'm a couple, but nothing like. You know, I've um. What was your introduction? Kyle's, Kyle's played a couple of games. Is that what it was? Is that? Yeah, he. I've seen him play a couple of games, and he's just. Crazy. Funny as all hell. Schizophrenic. Crazy. There's a really great series called Cable Deadpool, and I think it went for, I don't know how many issues, but I think it went for like 15 volumes of trade paperback, and it's all Deadpool and this giant other mercenary named Cable, who I think is from the, uh, shit, where was Cable introduced? Anyway, it's really, really funny, and that would that was my introduction to the character, hmm. was Cable Deadpool. I read two volumes of that, and then I started getting the Deadpool solo series, which... It's very lowbrow. I almost feel like to to enjoy the Deadpool, you could enjoy the Deadpool books more if like you were maybe a, like a little bit stoned, <laughs> like a teensy bit high, but not too much because then you wouldn't remember anything. But like if you were like a little high, you'd Just be like, he, he, he's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of introductions to characters, um, I guess we should wrap Dark Knight Returns. What yeah. do you think of it ultimately? How many? I, I thought it was beautiful. It's it was beautiful. It's like you got to read it. I I think you should. Everyone should read it. I appreciated that it wasn't all you know. Oh, Batman's this great vigilante that mm. you know is helping Gotham. Like he has a dark, very oh, human yeah. side. He's, I he uh like when he makes that one the one bad guy shoot the other villain through yeah. the chest and like like he's not your quintessential. Shoves Batman. that shoves that fucker through the window, yeah. and he's like, he's like, you've got a piece. You've of glass. got a piece of glass and a major artery, and I'm, I'm the, the only, only one, one that, that can save, save you. you. Like you saw a side of Batman that made him very much more human. Oh yeah, he's I, he's I liked a, that. A, like the bit and the the bit where he basically crippled. Remember the uh, yeah when Jim her shit who the was rookie. It? it was the rookie the, with the cop was like. You know what are you doing? Yeah, get he's like, him. he's like, he's like, get, like, get off him! Oh my God, you, you, crippled, par- you, you paralyzed, paralyzed him. him. He's like, he's young. He'll walk again. He'll walk again, probably. <laughs> he yeah. Fucking just like, just like bit yeah. by bit, just wrecks this guy. And when he cripples the mutant leader in the mud pit, he's yep. like, this isn't a mud pit. This is this. This is an operating table. And he starts yeah. breaking joints and shit. This is the darkest Batman. Like, do you know? You know the t- sort of the history or timeline of Batman as a character? A little yeah. bit. Pre Dark Knight Returns. Dark, the Batman was like Super Friends Batman. Mm-hmm. He was like bam, 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 swinging in broad daylight and stopping people with like giant punching like yeah. boxing gloves and shit. He was really kind of he was lame. Not I'm gonna I'm gonna not gonna say lame because Jim Jim Stranko did some cool shit with Batman, 
But he was very, like, a lighthearted Justice League type Batman. Yeah, the Batman you're used to seeing. Now, in a post-Frank Miller world, Batman is constantly, like, brooding in dark corners and beating criminals with an inch of their lives. But he still holds true to his not killing anybody. Even yeah. when even when it came to, again, spoiler alert, when it came to the Joker... He whips a he whips a battering into his eye. But the he, first thing he does is. But fucking, he doesn't kill him. He doesn't him. kill him. He no. paralyzes and him the, as well. The Joker even like mocks him for it right before he yeah, kills himself. Yeah, it's like he, he doesn't does. have the nerve, but nobody will ever know because well, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, but breaks his own neck. Breaks that's his own neck, but um, that's something you'd expect from the Joker. Yeah, what'd but you, what'd you he think of this still Joker? held true. Where Batman disappears and Joker, good, just stops operating. It's like Batman is the Joker's battery in the moment yeah. Batman goes yeah. away. The Joker's like... He's mm. nothing without him. And like... Oh, my God. He likes the challenge. He's crazy He's crazy enough to like the challenge. Yeah. I'm, I'm jumping all over you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you, if you, you were going to say something about, um, in the end, Batman stays true to... Yeah. Him. No, I mean, even though he is this dark character and you see a different side of him, he still holds true to his own morals. Like, he was ready, set to kill the Joker, and in the end, he can't do it. Yeah. Because it's totally against what he stands for. I mean, we see Batman use guns too, yeah. and that's one thing. And that's he's also always... against. But he even told Carrie Kelly, he you guns know, are the we, gun, we don't use guns. Guns are the weapon of the enemy. Yeah, we don't we don't use these. Oh my god! Wait till you see the cartoon and hear Peter Weller say he's got that deep Robo. It's the voice of Robo. It's the guy who plays RoboCop. It's yeah. Peter Weller. He's got that like, guns are the weapon of the enemy, the weapon of cowards, and you're just like, fuck, man, you're so awesome. <laughs> I can't do it. It's his voice is too low. But uh, one, oh my god, the. The thing for me, I heard, I think it was Grant Morrison was talking about The Dark Knight Returns, and he pointed out something that I had missed in all my previous readings, because Grant Morrison is a genius. He's maybe the smartest fucking human being on the planet. But uh, he says at the beginning, he says that The Dark Knight Returns is basically an opera. He says at the beginning, Bruce Wayne is just a man in a suit. He's just a guy who is trying to be Batman. And then... In Act Two, he sort of he's really he's like crippled up and broken, and that's when Carrie Kelly comes on the scene. And by the end of the book, he's no longer a man. He's a symbol. He's a myth. He's this. He's more an idea. He's become basically a god. I mean, there's a point where Batman rides into Gotham amidst all this flames on a horse. On a horse. Yeah. You know, like he. You can almost hear like Ride of the Valkyries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, like it's one. He's got this large following behind him that was like, you know, doing really awful things in his name. Yeah. But now he's like, hey, listen up. Sorts them all out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you the right way to do things, and they help him. You know? Yeah. Like, so I mean, like Batman goes from like an old guy in a in a costume who comes home all beat up all the time to being. Like a guy leading an army on a horse, <laughs> he's become like so much more. With this teenage girl. Yeah, it's that's really. I mean, the bit in um, Chris Nolan's Batman where they're like, you know, you have to become more than a man, Master Bruce. Yeah. You know, uh, fucking Michael Caine's giving him all this advice and shit. You've, I do, love Michael Caine yeah, as Michael Alfred. Is good. I do. I love him. How we're gonna do any? Who's the Alfred in the new? Are, who's the Alfred in the new one? Do you know? I don't know. Have we seen him? I feel like, yeah, we've heard of vo- his voiceover, though. Or that, uh, yeah, some guy with a British accent in the trailer is like, you know, like, man, and pain is where it begins. And you're just like, who the fuck is that? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> what was your introduction to Batman? 
Cartoons when I was a kid. Which cartoons? The Bruce Tim. The animated series. Yeah. Holy shit. I still think the Batman animated series is the best incarnation. I haven't seen all of them, but like, yeah, I mean, it was on when I was a kid and I watched it. Do you have any ep- any episodes that stick out in your head? Uh, any, no. Any not... favorite villains? Uh, you know, I mean, I mean Mark sound... Hamill's Joker. But... Yeah, it's gonna sound it's gonna sound you know stupid, but Joker is probably my favorite villain. I, like, I just love their relationship. I think Mister Freeze is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I like Mark Hamill's Joker forever. You know what I mean? Like, there's no getting away from that that iconic performance, but. That Victor Freeze, just that like Batman. If I had a gun, I would shoot you in the face with it. I don't know. Like that's it for me. Which company do you align yourself with? Company. Oh yeah, the big two. This is the question that everybody wants to know. You said Kyle likes Marvel. Oh, you mean between DC and Marvel? Yeah, Um, they're duking it out. You know, I do like both. I will say that I like both. Okay. But I, I'm a DC kid. Grew up on it. I like DC. Never made the jump over to X Men. I mean, I do. I do love X Men, and mm-hmm. you know, like everything Marvel. Pretty much, I don't think I've come across anything that I I don't necessarily like. But mm. I prefer DC, DC. If I had to choose, I mean, what do you think it is? Is it the the why do why do you like it better? Is it the is it the sort of grand scale the the iconic superheroes as opposed to like the X Men? Yeah, like it's it's for... more like you know when you think of superheroes, you automatically think Batman, Superman, you know all that. Green Lantern, Aquaman, yeah. it's Flash, just... all the big superheroes that I can name are DC characters. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess there's some big Marvel ones too, though. But you know what? No, there are, but you, that's not Wonder the Woman. ones that first jump to mind. Yeah. So for me, it's like DC is it it is what superhero is right i think yeah in the lexicon of superheroes it's all dc guys mm-hmm. like the i guess marvel has spider-man and the hulk and uh, spider-man and the hulk and <laughs> wait hold it's coming to me they got i mean x-men is it but that's a big social allegory for like um basically for like racism or sexism or whatever you're making a, a shocked face right now Jeremy Irons. Oh, that's the guy who's playing Alfred? Right the fuck I love Jeremy Irons. How did I not know that? I don't know. I think I did know that, and it just slipped my mind, but I love him. Jeremy Irons is amazing. Shit. All right. um, There was other stuff I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, there was other things. We'll just cover cover all our bases. (laughs) Yeah, I I could go down the rabbit hole of Batman forever. I mean, it's called Chapman and Robin for a reason. This is true. Um... (laughs) You are not just a... So you only read one comic book. Religiously, yes. But, you know, you pick up comics here and there. And yeah, there yeah, I've got, like, and... a couple single issues. But what is your... What's your comic book of choice? I mean, I, I know what it is, it's but I'm Walking having you... It's The Walking Dead. I love The Walking Dead. Fucking A. How far in are you as far as issues go? I want to say... As far as like 138. 138. So you said yesterday when we were talking, you're about seven behind? I, I, yeah, I want to say they're somewhere in the 140s. Okay. Right on. So I'm approximately 139 behind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I've read like, I read the first six volumes. I collect by volumes because I started reading it in Detour. But um, or do you prefer the comic or the show? And you the can't, comic. You prefer the comic to and the show. show. Absolutely. Why? Um, it. <sighs> Because it was the original, okay. it feels a little bit more authentic to me, even though he's involved with writing for the show and, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know that I like where the comic goes more than where the show is going. They have diverged pretty drastically, I, I believe. I mean, they're, the storyline, like the main basic storyline mm. is 
pretty much the same, but they have they have done things differently and people differently. So, like, do we end up at the prison? I don't watch yes, the show. Yes, absolutely. We go to the prison. Mm-hmm. Do we go to, do we meet the governor and mm-hmm. go and see that In a different shit? way. But we do meet the governor. But we do meet him, but in a, it's in a um, completely different way. Do we get, the? I mean, one of the most controversial, and like I said, I'm way behind, so I'm only able to talk about what I know in the books, but like, do we get the Michonne torture scene, governor, revenge, dead daughter shit? In the show? Yes. Um, sort of. Sort of. I know they opted not to- I can't to- remember, in the, did she kill him in the book? No, she just fucks him up really bad. Yeah, that's what happens in the show too. Um, we I know I heard I read somewhere and I well, like I said I haven't watched the show, but I read somewhere that they don't cut Rick's hand off on the show because the CG would have been unconvincing they do and not. too expensive. They do not. He gets his hand cut off like the first meeting of the governor pretty much. In the book, yeah. In the book. Like, that he's not the first one to meet the governor in the show. Really? Mm-mm. Um Andrea and Michonne end up there. Are there characters in the TV show that aren't in the book, or do yeah. they just basically? Oh, they do. They play with. Daryl. They... D- uh, Daryl is not the, in the fan book. favorite. He's awesome, though. If you watch the show, you'll understand why he's a fan favorite. Like he is. He's kind of like the dark. He's not. The he's not the. He's dead. not the good guy. He's not. You know. Is he? The, he's the crossbow one. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. not necessarily a good guy, but you love him because he tries real hard to and be the good guy or yeah, to survive. He, well, to survive, he's a really great survivor, and like he tries so hard not to show you the side of him that would make him a good guy. Oh, so he's he's dark and broody. He's yes. he's the Green Arrow yes. character. He where he's is. Like... Yeah, you're. Yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison, <laughs> actually. You know he, what he is? He's so it sounds like he's like tween fodder. Yep. He's like, no, Absolutely. don't don't get close to me. Yep. But if you did, you'd know that I have all of these emotions. Yep. No, I'm fine. That's Daryl. I'm That's fine. Daryl. That's why everybody loves him. That's a, it's like the type of character anybody would love. People do. Yeah, it is. It is. There's something about it. He's like, I mean, even characters who are in like, like Dr. House is that character. Mm-hmm. He's a dick. You He's love, not always a good guy. But you the, love yeah. to hate him and you hate to love him. Exactly. Yeah. And people, yeah, people can't stay away. So I, for me, I like the comics better. I've seen season one of Walking mm-hmm. Dead, but then I stopped. I mean, it is a good show. I figured Bird would want to watch it. No, I, I yeah. really am desperate to get Bird to start watching it so I can get current. And we'll just binge like every season up yes. till now. But uh, I think what I like about the comics better is growing up, I grew up on like black and white zombie movies. And I think that, that was Kirkman's intent. Yeah, is to was to do like an homage to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure that in in the universe of The Walking Dead, um, mm-hmm. zombies aren't a thing. Well, they're like not like a, the the there the haven't fiction, been any zombie the fiction films. of zombies. Yeah, like they're not. Know, so like no one has seen this Night of the Living Dead and stuff like. Even though happened. that's what he's you know going for, that never happened. So nobody nobody knows what to do or what to expect because there when, hasn't been this because there hasn't been that fiction in this universe so that's why nobody understands you know it takes they, them a while to figure out you need to headshot and, yeah because that's not a real thing in their universe yeah they do that in uh i think i can't remember what movie it is but there's i think it was the remake of dawn of the dead the one that was done by uh robert rodriguez i want to say I'm, I might be wrong. I think it was Robert Rodriguez did the remake of Dawn of the Dead, but I, you know, fuck, I don't know. Anyway, the, have you seen the new one, Dawn of the Dead, two thousand? I think it's two thousand and four. Yeah. yeah. It's they're like in the shopping mall, but it's it's all mo- slick and modern. The yeah. Old Dawn of the Dead is maybe my second favorite zombie movie of all time. But then in the remake, like somebody calls them zombies. They're like, oh my god, are these zombies? And some some other characters like. 
Like, what are you fucking retarded? These aren't zombies. And they know such thing as zombies. And they're like, they're all talking about it. And it took me out of it because I was like, this is very self-aware. Yeah. But in Night of the Living Dead is my favorite yeah. zombie movie by far. It is a good one. Night of the Living Dead is genius. And actually, I'm pretty, well, this is a whole different And I love that it's old and black and white. Old black and white. I mean, I'm shoot. I'm hoping, right now I'm working on a script for a movie that I want to shoot next year with a buddy of mine named Mike O'Connell. Mike, shout out! Um... And we're, we're, we're kicking around the idea right now. It's kind of a ghost story. It's like a metaphorical sort of ghost horror type deal. And we're kicking around the idea of shooting it in black and white as like a love letter to all of those old ghost stories that we love so much, like yep. The Haunting and um, Night of the Living Dead to some extent. But, uh, yeah. I so. love black and white. There's just something eerie and beautiful. There's a lot of shitty and black and white movies. There is. There if is. you see a good black and, and a good old black and white, you're just there's like a, a sort of like nostalgic, evocative quality. I almost it. think that color would take away from the Walking Dead. Yeah, comics, if you though. put like yeah, eh. it would. I agree. Uh, George Romero did a comic book series called Toe Tags. Oh. So like the director, That's a clever title. <laughs> the director of Night of the Living Dead. And Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead and Diary of the Dead, which was too much diary, not enough dead. Um, he did a six-issue miniseries called Toe Tags, which kind of explored that stupid... Like, you know, I won't take anything away from him because he's a genius, but did you see Land of the Dead? Mm-hmm. Where the zombies are, like, carrying machine guns around, and you're like, well, what the fuck is the... Now we're just watching... Like a, an action movie. There's right. no zombie Watching anything. two groups of people fighting. Exactly. It's like group A uh, just happens to look less rotten than group B, but they're basically the same the at same this thing, point. Yeah. Like, oh, they're learning. They know how to pump gas and they know how to shoot machine guns. But like Toe Tags, the main character is a zombie who's like basically 100% there. He's like a conscious man who can think quickly and like can reason and logic and speak. And he also happens to be a zombie. So there's like, anyway, Toe Tags was not good. It's a good title though. It was. It was a very good title. I think I haven't seen any good zombie comics other than Walking Dead. But so that crossover between TV and comics, I think that's an interesting topic to talk about. Bird, Bird doesn't watch a ton of like quote unquote nerdy TV. So you, on the other hand, watch a ton of nerdy TV. I do. You uh, you watch Gotham. I, I started it, but we kind of got behind, um, so now we're waiting for it to come out on Netflix. Did you watch... Do you watch Flash? I know you watch Green I Arrow. I don't watch Flash. I'm also waiting for that one. But you do watch Green Arrow. I do Did watch Did you Arrow. watch Constantine? Mm-mm. Have you seen Smallville? Parts of. Okay. So you have... Because you ha- that's, again, a little Superman, you know. A little bit too Superman I'd... for you? Um, what do you... And I know you watch Doctor Who. I do. That, I think that's interesting. Why do you think Doctor Who... Let's talk about nerd nerd culture, which is a, a bit of a sticking point and a little bit of a splinter for me. But um, why do you think Doctor Who, before we get into that, like, fuck all these fake nerds, which I think is a bad attitude to have. I think it should be like anything where people like comic books, the comic book industry, blah, 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 all good. Why do you think Doctor Who is counted as nerd culture? It doesn't have any comic book tie-ins. Do you think it's the Star Trek phenomenon? Probably. And, and, you know, it's it's space and time and all these weird villains and, you know, it's... So it's like sci-fi that was... To me, it's quintessential sci-fi. It's yeah. it's what the basis of nerd was built on. Like, But, like, dude, there there is something undeniably nerd about it. Whereas we get space and time travel in Star Trek and yet 
Trekkies are sort of their own thing. I know that Whovian is a thing. It is. But like Trekkies are their own thing. Trekkies, you're not like, oh, you're a Star Trek fan? You must read comic books and like all this other geeky, nerdy stuff. You're just like, oh, you like Star Trek. Fuck you. (laughs) I like Star Trek a lot. But like Star Wars, everybody is allowed to love Star Wars and you don't have to be a nerd to like it. You know what I mean? Like when you're like, oh man, what do you think of, you like, what's your favorite? Don't say one of the first three. You like A New Hope? I like Jedi, which is stupid because Empire is clearly the best of the original trilogy. But, um, like, anyone can like Star Wars, and it's not nerdy. Star Trek is nerdy, but it doesn't include you into that, like, that nerd chic type thing. Right. I feel like Doctor Who kind of does, though. Oh, if you like Doctor Who, you're obviously a nerd. Yeah, like, there's, oh. There is a stamp mm-hmm. for that. You got boxes. You yes. got long boxes of comics at home. You play video games, and you love Doctor Who. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. There's something <laughs> about it. What do you think is the difference? Because do you think it's the goofy nature of I, it? Or? I think that, and, you know, it's like the, well, the only one that I know of, but the only British like nerdy science fiction thing that I've ever seen or heard of. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I've, maybe it might be the order. I think it's you know the different, is it the obscurity the different culture. Yeah, because I mean now people it's kind of hit America and people like fucking love it over here. But it here. wasn't always for a long time. It was, it was only when they rebooted in two thousand five that I think it started getting the attention. The was that that was Eccleston is the first mm-hmm. one, right? Christopher Eccleston. Um, yeah, so it is... Because I think previous to that, I don't think a lot... It wasn't really a big thing in America for, like, the old, you know, quote-unquote, old Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is all up on Netflix. Go watch it, current, people. No, not all. You know, all these, all the people that are... This is kind of tying into, like, the nerd culture thing mm-hmm. that's happening now. Like, anybody who classifies themselves as, like, a Doctor Who nerd or whatever yeah. now is having a, a big fit over Peter Capaldi being so old. Yeah, but that's, when they don't realize that the very first, the doctor, first doctor was really older old. than Peter yeah, Capaldi. Yeah. Like, this is there's a history of old talking about. Actually, if you look at, I think of the first four, two of them that I can think of were like old doddering professor yes. types. Yes. One of them was like a grumpy. But the ass, first one, the first doctor, the very first one. Yeah, old, it's old ancient. as hell. Yeah, and yeah. he's that those oh those first couple episodes. There, there's a it's kinda, not it's kind of rough. It's not all of them. I think it's the it's called like classic Doctor Who or something, but it is on Netflix. It is. And it's like select episodes from each doctor and when you watch those first that first season, quote unquote. The first one the first episode in particular is a little hard. When you watch the opening credits, you're like, This is what they're gonna do. It's like that looks like a cardboard TARDIS and then they just like took it out of the frame and you're like, holy shit, this is what I'm about to watch. And it's still charming. It's still good. It's charming yeah. and it holds up, I think, a little bit. Yeah, but, but you um, know, it's anybody who's like a fan now mm. disregards. And even the show itself is kind of doing it. They're they're pretending like the... Have you seen any of the of season eight with, I, with Peter Capaldi? I am not on Peter Capaldi yet. I am still on the Matt, Matt Smith. He makes a reference... To in the I think the first or second episode, to um, okay spoiler yeah she gets a the companion gets a phone call okay from Matt Smith's doctor okay while she's with Peter Capaldi's doctor 
And he's, you know, oh, so don't, don't tell me I got old. And I don't like that reference because he was previously old. So I feel like the so reboot from 05 is kind of pushing itself away from... It's ignoring the history. The history. Because why would you make that comment when you were clearly previously much older than you are now? Now, if they had said, like, don't tell me I got old again. Right. That would have worked for you. Interesting. Yeah. You're a real purist, Kate. <laughs> See, I told you she's got a big fat nerd dick that she can swing around. <laughs> so yeah. who's okay um let's let's not discount you know honestly my favorite doctor is in the reboot it's yes, not so in, is mine so who's your favorite doctor david tennant david tennant's your favorite doctor i love david tennant you know i thought when matt smith showed up i was like fuck this guy what a fucking douche and then you know what it- i I love David Tennant's doctor. I think Matt Smith is my favorite doctor. Um, I love Matt Smith as well, but you know, I don't think anybody can take away from David Tennant. And I thought the same thing when Chris Eccleston only did a year, and you know, David Tennant took over, and I was like, no, I'm gonna hate him. Eccleston, I love, I love Chris. Eccleston I loved was him. Too mean. I loved him. That's why. That's how I feel about Peter Capaldi. He's mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm I'm reserving judgment, but I actually think that I'm gonna like him. How many episodes are you in? Two. I'm only in. You're two. You're only in two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember it took like four or five episodes for me to be like Matt Smith's okay. I uh, like first him. episode, I fell in love. Fish fingers and custard. I love him. That was pretty bitching. I yeah. love him. He. I love that he was sort of childish. Mm-hmm. He. They, I think. He, I think it's a uh, like a real testament to the direction of that show that each doctor is different. Different. But. Holds they some all, of the same, yeah. yeah they, you can tell it's the same character, you know? Peter, like, Peter Capaldi's um, doctor is going to be a little darker, I think, though. He's going, so we're going two, back to Eccleson. Two, um, maybe even a little more so. Two, two episodes in, and I'm kind of like, who is this guy? You're, so it doesn't seem like the doctor to you. He, in some aspects, he does, but some of his, like, core things Stuff. are changing is is capaldi are the capaldi episodes up on netflix right now mm-hmm. or okay yeah, season eight's up all right so i'll that's probably what i'll do i just finished californication i've been and looking he's for a scottish new is he mm-hmm. well so is um isn't david Tennant scottish as well yeah no 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 but i mean the doctor peter capaldi's doctor is scottish oh, david so Tennant himself is scottish but, but his he doctor did a was british english. yeah yes. he did a the english accent mm-hmm. they're giving capaldi the like thick He's, well, it's not super thick, but he's definitely Scottish. So he's like, back to the TARDIS! <laughs> not quite that rough. <laughs> Dude, I would, I would skip ahead to the Capaldi episodes if he was, like, uh, just bombing around, like, these fucking Daleks! I've had it with them up to fucking here! <laughs> Eat some haggis in the TARDIS, whipping through space and time! Yeah, but... Fish fingers and custard, get in my belly! <laughs> Like, yeah, excuse me, I, I don't appreciate that reference because now we're assuming that he's seen the uh, Austin Powers series. Right. I don't think the Doctor would quote Fat Bastard. I just I don't, don't think I don't he think would. So. I just, that's my Doctor Who purist. I'm just really but upset with the new I, I don't know. I Even though I did love Matt Smith and I did love Chris Eccleston. Um, David Tennant's your David Tennant's your my boy. doctor. Yeah. Would you say, now, okay, I'm going to put you in the, the nerd box. You are a nerd. I am a nerd. What... For me, when people are like, oh, you're a nerd, like, what kind of nerd are you? I am a comic book nerd. I absorb a ton of quote-unquote nerd culture, but comic books is my, that's my shit. That's my thing. I guess if you had to box me, I don't appreciate being boxed. Nor do I. I have a very wide variety of things that I like to, Interest in you such, know, yeah. uh, nerd out about. You're an OG, the, you're, I'm talking to an OG Star Trek fan right here. Yes. Somebody who digs 
fucking Captain Kirk and space aliens made and out of rubber. I guess if you had to put me in a box, it yep. would be a science fiction box. So you're like a you are, okay in a very limited fascist nerd racist world where I'm marching around goose stepping in my sharp uniform with my tiny little mustache. I'm like you over in the science fiction camp. Yes, yes. I I don't like being put in one camp because yeah. I like a very wide a, a variety of, of things. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say if I had to pick, you, you dig, I'm mostly the largest one would you be dig sci-fi. sci-fi. So, and it's yeah. because of my dad, actually. Okay. Um, when I was a kid, there, there were two things we would do together. Mm. We would either go out and work on cars together yeah. or sit in the basement in his little office and watch the sci-fi channel. The sci-fi channel? What are your... Give me some... Oh, my dad is a hardcore Trekkie. Oh, I know. Give so? Me, so give me, some, give me some hits from your childhood. I know Star Trek looms large. Star Trek does loom large. Um, we were also... Pretty much anything that has a star in it, really. We were also very star- large Stargate fans. Stargate? Oh, I love Stargate. Ooh, Stargate Atlantis. Jason Momoa's first appearance. Yes. Um, but it's specifically SG-1. G- SG-1? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Right the fuck on. G- so. so I'm assuming you've seen Star Stargate, the film, the original. Uh, all of them. All all of the films, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I will I will bow down In to fact, that. In fact, I have all of them. I only so. oh I need to borrow them <laughs> yeah. because I've only seen the first Stargate, which I loved. Yeah. The original Stargate was. Well, the other the, the other ones and um after is, are kind of like in name? between what's seasons. What's his name? Is in that? Um 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 um, um 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 oh fucking Ultron. Is that uh uh oh shit James Spader is James Spader in that movie? In the first movie, yeah. Yeah, he's the, the he's the nerdy yes guy. I haven't seen who in the show actually that. happens to be my favorite character. It's played by a different actor, obviously. On the on the TV show, in, do you have do you have the Stargate seasons? No, but I do believe they are on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. which I have, so if you want that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll be purchasing them, of course. I won't be using passwords or anything like. That. I, I think I have Amazon Prime until like September eighth. Yeah, something I'm like pretty that. sure they're all on there. So yeah, I can just go watch them. Mm-hmm. My dad has them though too. <laughs> <laughs> so if that doesn't work or the stream is a little slow, I'll just be like, wait. Uh, borrow them from my dad. Uh, can I borrow every? So you have so there's all, ten. There's ten seasons of SG One. Of SG One. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! And that's not even canon, counting Stargate Atlantis. Right. I believe there's like five or six. Fucking a man. Or something like that. And then there's Universe, which I haven't seen yet. I'm going through. I think what I'm going to do before I start Stargate is I'm going to start season one, episode one, Star Trek. James T. Kirk and go from there all the way to the end. There's a lot. Kyle's trying to do that right now. He's there's there's a lot, and he's not doing it in the order that they came out. He's doing them in the order that they actually happen. So like, like chron- in the because, universes chronological order. Yes, not the way that they were aired because so, the yeah. original Star Trek actually doesn't come first. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the first one is um, it's not. It's not the Enterprise with Picard. No, it's, no. It's and it's not Janeway. It's the other one. Um, it's I can't remember the name of it now. It's <laughs> I'm just I'm listing it by captains. I don't even know the names of this is the actual. And it's series. not my favorite one either. So like I haven't no. seen all of them. All of this particular. Who was your captain growing up? Was it Kirk? No. Was it Picard? It is. It was fucking Picard. I knew it. It's um, that's my favorite one actually, like yeah. in my favorite series too. What's um, the what is that? That's Star Trek Next Generation. Next Generation. Yeah. yeah, I my dad, you know my dad is a huge fucking sci-fi fan. Like I mean, if you look behind you, I have all the Star Trek books. Yeah. Um, my dad was an enormous Star Trek fan. Um, but I remember watching Janeway first, which is not Next Generation; it's some other Star Trek. But my my first captain I was ever exposed to was Janeway. But come on, mm-hmm. fucking, I won't take anything away from Shatner; he's a genius. But yeah. Picard, 
He's my favorite. Jean-Luc Picard. My best. my that dad is a... Um, that was the high watermark of that my show. My dad is a Deep Space Nine fan. That was his favorite. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, right that's on. just what we did. We watched... Watched Star Trek. S- Star Trek and other science fiction. And, and Stargate and so, Star And that's Wars what started and... it all. You know, like, I, w- I would have never known about any of it. Except for that's what we sat downstairs and watched TV. <laughs> yeah. that's. I guess that's how we all get into our, our little passions later in life as our parents introduce us to yeah. them i mean i guess yeah but then again maybe not because i didn't learn i sure as shit didn't learn about heavy metal and punk rock through my dad no fucking way i get where did i pick that up i guess i picked that up at school life is an odd mosaic <laughs> of choices and such and such and who and who and whovians um we got to get back to my little splinter thing here what do you think about nerd culture as as a popular fad i feel like yeah it definitely is a fad because when say even when we were kids or even teenagers it wasn't necessarily a cool thing no it was fucking like get you it was weird that i liked Mm -hmm. star trek and that you know i wanted to sit home and read and and you and i aren't even that old no like no let's preface this with that we're 25 yeah there are people who like grew up in the age where like you read comic books and they'd beat the fuck out of you and then go home to their fathers who were like probably in the mafia like there's this goes back a long way yeah i mean i guess i was never but it it was there was a stigma to being a nerd yeah it's not it wasn't even in our generation which mm -hmm. is the the current horrible millennial generation right i don't like that we're called that i was born in 1989 millennial is a negatively connoted term but and it's stupid though i was born in 1989 how do i fall fall into the millennial category that's dumb to me i mean i guess we both came of age i guess around the 2000s but i still consider myself a a 90s kid me too you know i I basically everything i've carried from from that point the rest of my life came from the 90s but now all of a sudden it's cool to be a nerd. Yeah, what do you think of but that? Let's get back I feel that. like some people think that if they put on a pair of glasses and um and a, hold a controller, they're a Batman shirt. They're they're suddenly a nerd and that doesn't make you a nerd that, yeah. you know, what do you think of, like, because I... I mean, hey, it's cool. Yeah. You, if you want to get into this stuff oh, and you want, yeah. like, I'm all for that. Like I, what you want to like. <laughs> I support it. I'm just kind of snobby about it at the same time. Like, I'm like, look, if we sell another Batman shirt, then DC gets that much more money. They keep the lights on yep. and I keep reading yep. my fucking comics. I'm cool with that. So sell the Batman shirts, sell the games, sell all that crap. But don't walk up to me under the pretense that you're going to hold a conversation about... Oh, that's a cool, uh, that's a cool Green Lantern shirt you got on there. I, I got this one, too. That movie wasn't very good, but I, I, I still dig like Ryan Reynolds. Like, right? Yeah, don't do that to me. Fuck away don't me. come up to me and say <laughs> things like that. That's not okay. So, what do you think about? Like, I've met a few people now. Most of the people in my world are what I. Oh man, here comes the pretension. Most of the people <laughs> in my world are real nerds, true nerds, born and bred in America in eight color glory. Eight, you know, like. <laughs> Like old school four color comics nerds because I like I tend to just like those people right well because you have things in common you have things to talk yeah about. and also like I can be like Batman's pretty bitching right and they'll be like fucking Frank Miller forever and I'm like I don't know I like Jeff Loeb and they're like Long Halloween I'm like you know what I'm talking about let's have discourse right <laughs> but like you know I know people who like will show up places and have their I'm using Batman and Superman as my big examples, but, like, people will roll up to me wearing even, like, Deadpool shirts or, like, Wolverine shirts with artists by, with art by, like, Len Wein and, mm-hmm. like, so, like slightly more obscure, like, nerdy shit. And I'm like, oh, what's up, man? Dude, you dig 
Wolverine, I just read Origin for the first time. And they'll be like, uh, yeah, I, I haven't read anything. I just sort I of, just bought this. Yeah, this shirt mm. looks pretty cool. And, but like Which, I watched hey, the you know movies. that's that's also cool. You you want to yeah. wear cool clothes, cool for you. But but if you're if you are claiming to be a nerd, if don't present yourself in if such you're a way. Flying like ah, check me out. I'm a nerd flag, and it is partially the glasses too, like the big nerdy glasses and the shirt and the like. That's kind of hipster culture, though. Too. Yeah, like, it's cool to wear glasses and wear apparel of things that you might not necessarily know jack shit about and grow a big giant mustache yeah yeah (laughs) which has nothing to do with nerd culture but i guess at the end of the day that's what sticks in my craw is people who present themselves as nerds like not even nerds so a lot of the like the they present as like hardcore nerds and even say like oh my god i'm I'm sorry i'm I'm such a a nerd yeah no you're not no you're not but then you're like you're like so what do you think of uh crisis on infinite earths and they're like fuck are you talking about get away from me nerd i mean uh, anyway yeah like like um, it's totally cool okay you like the batman movies you want to wear a batman t-shirt that's fine you don't have to like everything batman Mm -hmm. or know everything batman why do you think nerds are so protective like people like you and me and bird those type of people i think because i don't think we all are but we lived in a time where it wasn't cool to be a nerd and we have to defend what we stood i mean we stood for what we were you know what I mean? Seeing, like, I don't know about you, but I never back down. Like, oh no, I don't like that. No, you don't try it. and be cool. I'm like, I'm a it. fucking freak, and I'm gonna flag fly that flag. Like, so you think we're like so old I Civil think, War soldiers? I think that we have to protect what we originally were what defending. We for, yeah. yeah. So like, we're like, you know, all the after the reunification of the North and the South, everyone who's like, yeah, yeah, man, slavery was bad, and you're like. You never fought for fought against slavery, boy. I yeah. I fought against slavery. Get you know, off my I lawn, think, you fucking <laughs> Union Jack wearing motherfuckers. I think I think then that's the, that was that's the that kind, wasn't me. That's the kind of mentality that yeah. makes us defensive. We're like Vietnam vets. We've been there. We saw some shit. I was in Nam. You can wear an army jacket all you want, but my friends died in their army jackets. Yeah. That's my Nick Nolte. <laughs> in the real. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I don't actually I don't like that about myself. But when I see people and I'm like, they I bet you any money they say they like Batman, but they haven't read a single Batman comic. Uh. <laughs> or I'm like, <laughs> my Nick Nolte again. Again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring that one back again. So you think that's what it is? I think so. We I, had to I earn our stripes. Right. We had to earn our. And now you can be whatever you want, and it's cool. Yeah. I'm, I you know, I'm, I'm glad though, because I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm all for that because that paves the way for the next generation that actually wants to get into <laughs> comics and even now you're still like fuck this generation. Right. Once we all die off, the world will have hope again. It's just you know, like it, it's, it'll be easier for like say our kids to yeah. like what they want to like. Let me, but let me. Uh, I hate to say this, but let's let me point this out though. If it wasn't for all these fuckers who are like, oh, I love Batman, and you're like, really? Who's your favorite artist? And you're like, Chris Nolan, duh. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have had three giant Batman movies. It's true. We wouldn't have a Deadpool movie right now. If nerd, I mean, think about it. Think so, about, I mean, I guess I'm grateful. Right? Think about the way. 90s. Like, And I'm grateful that, like I said, they're paving the way for and next generations to be open about what they like and yeah. what they want to participate in. And you know what? Maybe, I don't know, I don't like to say it, but maybe comics is, maybe comics are going away, you know? Like, now in an age where the comic book stories that people are most familiar with are, I mean, even even just now talking about Dark Knight Returns, you talked about the island. 
mm-hmm. when you were talking because about Green it's, Arrow. It, because I've never read anything Arrow. I've only seen the show. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and even you, like, like comic book nerd, old school sci-fi nerd, mm-hmm. that exposure to that character hasn't come from, and I do have some awesome It's JLA. come. It's come from, from TV. Yeah. And you know what? Absolutely. I, I watched all of Arrow. I fucking yeah. love that I show. I love it. So, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, if, if it wasn't for... What what you and me, old Vietnam vet comic book people, ever calling like fake nerds? If it wasn't for them, that Hollywood exist. would not be pouring Mm-mm. all this fucking money. Everything into... is comic books now, and we Everything. are reaping the benefits. Exactly, you so and I. I, guess I I'm all right with it. Like we're going to like we're gonna go to like Batman v Superman and sit down in like the front row and be like you know like oh my god oh my god look at they're doing that's the Frank Miller costume look how burly he is this is amazing you know like and it looks some of it looks like Dark Knight Returns some of it looks like. Zack Snyder's fucking shit up really badly, but I think it's too serious. It looks too serious. But we're like, we're gonna be sitting there and be like, woo! And then next to us is gonna be like the 16 year old in Batman shirt who's like, what the fuck is Dark Knight Returns? You guys are at the wrong movie. <laughs> this is the sequel to Christopher Nolan's masterpieces. Okay, Jesus, I hate fake nerds. You know, and like right, look away right. from us. I think. Do you, do you ever feel like maybe the fake nerds are gonna take over what nerd? Yeah, I kind of do. I kind of do a little bit. I feel like it's already kind of happening. Yeah, like, now when you're... I mean, you can go on... I remember Bird, back when Bird got women's health. They were in the fashion section. They were talking about nerd chic. And they are talking about, like, get yourself, like, a cool nerdy shirt. The you fact can, that that's a phrase. Nerd chic, yeah. Well, I mean, dude, in the 90s, in our, our wheelhouse, grunge chic. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> where, like, you could go to um, Nordstrom's. And pay like $400 for a flannel shirt because all the Seattle kids, all these like people who had no fucking money and were all strung out on drugs because they were so bored of the rain in Seattle, singing, screaming their balls off, all this great Seattle music. I could talk about that for a bajillion years. But like they wore flannel shirts because flannel was really cheap, warm, and it's freezing cold Mm -hmm. on the East or on the West Coast. But it became a trend. It became a trend. Like Kurt Cobain gets up, he's playing his guitar. Like, okay, Fender Mustang, you used to be able to get those in pawn shops for like... 70 to 100 dollars because they were they were like just crappy fender guitar Mm -hmm. kurt cobain started playing them and now fender mustangs go for two thousand dollars and up fender jaguar was like a one-off cheap model that they could sell because stratocasters were getting expensive and stratocasters were cheap until like Jimi hendrix and stevie ray vaughn yes people find these cool cheap shitty shit and start playing it and then everyone's like oh and not that fender shitty fender makes phenomenal guitars but like you know they were those guitars were starter guitars that anyone could get and now if you want a fender mustang because you know it's it's a cool good it's not guitar. a starter guitar anymore. now it's kurt cobain's guitar yeah as is a jaguar i mean it's and i mean a bunch of modern bands use them too but that's where it kind of all started mm-hmm. like jack white played of the white stripes of course played a, a plastic guitar that was sold in the 60s it's called a shit i used to know this uh i can't remember off the top of my head but he plays that the red guitar that you always see him yeah. playing in live shows that guitar was sold at they used to sell that at sears <laughs> it was like a sears plastic fucking first act walmart cheapo guitar made out of the body is totally plastic that's crazy yeah and now they sell for like some of them online are selling for like 10 grand oh my god because they're rare because they're made of plastic and they didn't all survive right mostly though those guitars were hated because of their shitty tone but jack white plays them and he can make them sound amazing it's not about the guitar that's his talent yeah, yeah it's about the player but i feel like trends are trends are always going to exist well and that's what boosts certain cultures so you know i mean 
So, you can't hate completely on it, but you're still allowed to hate it a little. No, you know what? And the other thing is, about it is like Douglas Adams. You don't see this a ton. Do you know Douglas Adams? Ooh, if you're a sci-fi fan, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay. He wrote that. Um, I have his complete novels on my shelf back there. You should read him. He's really funny. But like, and also Lewis Carroll. Yeah. Like people who are like, oh yeah, the rat, like the rabbit and the hookah smoking thing. They're all talking about the Disney film. How many people do you know have actually read Through the Looking Glass? Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. The Lewis. Not a lot. Yeah, like, I feel like to some extent there will always be the people. But then again, it's the Game of Thrones phenomenon. I fucking love Game of Thrones, but I'm not going to read the books because the people who you and I are about comic books irritated me away from them because they're like, oh, do you read the books? Oh, you don't? <laughs> Fake See, Game and of I, kind, I kind of do want to read them. I just haven't gotten do. around My buddy's to listening to him on audiobook. He says that's the way to I do it. I can't listen to audiobook. Why? I get really? Re- Your dad is like audiobook fanatic. He That's because my dad doesn't read. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was because your dad spends a lot of time on the road. No, I mean that is part of it. But even if he's, Can you imagine? even if he's at home, this he doesn't. Your, this is your right? dad reading and driving. <laughs> even if even if um, even if he's at home, yeah, he'll, he'll listen to audiobooks. He'll listen. To, he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think I've ever physically seen him read a book. Which is such. That's so weird. You know who. Maybe, I don't mean this comparison in any negative way, although I can't see how it would be negative because they're like two of my favorite people in our family. Your dad and Mike's dad, they just, you can kind of see it in your head, right? They're, they're buddies too. So. Oh yeah, okay, good. I wasn't I wasn't sure. I'm never sure how that, all that's fallen yeah, at any yeah. given moment. But like, when I go Subject over... Subject to change. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, to be announced. <laughs> but I like, every time I go over there, He's got like some new Clive Cussler or Tom Clancy. He's have you been in their garage? There's like probably two thousand books out there, all paperbacks, all spy thrillers and science fiction novels. Yeah, the dogs are literally killing each other right outside the door. It'll pl- whatever, let them play. But I mean, like, I think I think that's interesting. I like that that he reads basically to the exclusion of all else, and yet your dad is constantly like walking around listening to audiobooks. Yeah, he he does, I and mean, he's not like. Um... He doesn't discriminate. Like he listens to everything. He listens to everything. Listen like, to Fifty Shades he, of Grey. I doubt that. <laughs> but I, I will say, okay. Do you, have you ever read anything romance at all or anything like um, that? Yeah, I guess. So, like Little Bird of Heaven. I, almost I like everybody knows who Nora Roberts is. Yes. Okay. My mom um, is a huge Nora she's Roberts actually fan. one of my favorite. Rom- like she's actually like the only romance author I that I really I, like. I didn't like Peggy as a romance. Yeah, fan. I like her. Yeah? I do. Okay. Um. You know, but then also you look at my bookshelf. There's also a bunch of Stephen King. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm, like I said, I'm Ooh, really I need to go and really take a versatile. Look at that. If you ever want to um, borrow any of mine, I yeah, think I saw I have, that. I saw. That. I think I have almost all of well, them. Well, she point. has an alias that she writes on. Nora Roberts. Yeah, uh, JD Rob, and it's um, it's mainly like murder mystery. Like Agatha Christie style murder mystery, no, or like uh, um. Like, like detective murder, oh, like okay. like the main characters are always like a police detective or mm, you know PI. Something. Yeah, um, and she writes about murders and stuff. That's My dad cool. yeah. loves her her alias JD. He he's not he, a huge Nora Roberts fan, but right? He loves but her, he loves her JD Raymond Rob Chandler because it's all about you know posturings. like the murder and the mystery yeah. and the policing, and he loves that. He loves those. Fuck, that's so cool. I just I was reading this morning. Um, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna talk with Bird about this more. But I finished reading three issues of Detective Comics today. That's mm-hmm. one of the was one of the books on our pull list down at Taiga. I think I read 41, 42, and 43. 
And it, it's like kind of hard boiled. It's got that like people bombing around with guns and smoking cigarettes, and there's a lot of shadow. But the writing is such garbage, mm. and the art that ruins it. The art, like the art, the writing is is kind of crappy. And DC's doing this. DC killed off Batman. I don't know. You're not reading any Batman stuff. Scott Snyder in spoilers, motherfucking spoilers. Sorry, I totally missed that. <laughs> I apologize to everybody who is following Batman but did not get to issue 40 of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's run on Batman. Uh, but spoilers, at the end of issue 40, Batman and the Joker are fighting in a cave, and basically Batman's laying there, and the cave collapses. And they all ask Snyder, they're like, so, right? I mean, come on. Batman's dead, like, but he's not dead. This is one of those comic book things, and Snyder's like, no, I talked to DC Editorial, and the Joker and Batman are both dead. I was allowed to kill them. I have killed them. They are dead. But you know what? I read. I was reading Catwoman issue 43 today, and Bruce Wayne's in it, so I guess they're not fucking dead for very long. No. Although Bruce Wayne is now broke, he wears flannel, has a huge beard, and is not Batman anymore. He's just, like, hanging out in Gotham. Awesome. Batman is now Jim Gordon, officially sanctioned by the police... In a giant robot bat suit. It looks like fucking Jap... I mean, the art style is not this at all, but it's like anime. It's mm. like Batman's running around in, like, a giant mech suit, and he's hanging upside down on blimps, and he can, like, shoot beams of light out of his chest, and it's just not, like, listen to me, old man Max on his porch, like, It's not my Batman! It's these fucking kids' Batman! Like, you know, I'm... But it really's not good. It's not your thing. Not your and they're playing team. Jim Gordon like way against type. He's got a shaved head. He looks like a soldier. He's like taking lots of pills and shit. And he's all angsty about like, I could have killed him. Why didn't they're like turning Jim Gordon into Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, That's why? Not, it's not Jim Gordon. No. Like I, I love, I won't take anything away from the Scott Snyder run of Batman. It's great. If you haven't read it, I've got issue or volumes one and two there. Volumes three and four are downstairs. I'll get volume five when I go to Tiger next time. But, um, Scott Snyder's Batman is amazing. Like, a lot of people didn't like it because they think that it fucks with the Batman mythos a little bit too much. But his th- that story is incredible, and Greg Capullo draws maybe the coolest Batman since, like, Frank Miller. Hmm. It's the shit. It's, like, up there with Jim Lee's Batman. Every Oh, it's amazing. The problem is, is I've read Scott Snyder's other books, and they're not great. Mm. They kind of are... They The writing just doesn't hit me. Like witches, I loved witches for four issues, and then issues five and six just sucked. And even issues one through four, I would be like, that doesn't seem like Snyder's writing. This is kind of sloppy, and like this is a totally unbelievable bit of exposition coming out of this stupid character's mouth. What the fuck is this? And then like, I know the dogs are really getting into it, but like the other uh, the other Snyder books I read, uh, Katie's gonna yell at the dogs real quick. Trinity, oh yeah, sure, come on. Um, Snyder's other books are kind of the same way and what I think it is I think Snyder will like and then and then Batman jumps up a building and then he and he says this and this that sound that's me typing and then he, and then Batman is really cool and he does lots of cool stuff and he sends his scripts in and I think DC editorial sits down and they're like oh fuck all right well, let's rewrite this page and like uh he can't say that line that's total that's pure exposition and it's stupid bullshit um and we're gonna rearrange this and then they give that script to greg capullo who did i think like 180 issues of spawn and is a genius artist like really made his bones work in like like horror big flowing capes he's an amazing batman artist i'll show you art in a second but uh 
I feel like they give that script to Greg Capullo, and Greg Capullo's like, yeah, all right, let me draw this thing. Yeah, man, fucking Snyder really must have fucked this one. A lot of red ink on this page. Like, I feel like Snyder's not amazing writer. He's a good idea, man, and then DC editorial cleans his shit up. Hmm. That's what I think about Scott Snyder. You know, God forbid I ever work with him and he comes back and listens to this. <laughs> but, like, I loved the idea behind Witches. The premise of Witches is great. The writing did not hit me. Batman, genius. All the writing on that is incredible. That book is incredibly written. But when I read the original scripts, the back matter of the book, they include a script. There's a lot of like expository dialogue and it just seems kind of sloppy and loose. And I'm wondering if he goes through the revision process like a maniac on that book because it's such a big deal or if DC Editorial is like, Jesus, Snyder. Right. I don't know. I don't know. He's kind of hit or miss. And I feel like killing Batman is just... It was like his, he's like, oh, Court of Owls was such a big deal. I need another big twist. I guess I'll kill Batman. And, you know, I mean, we've seen this before. Right. Nightfall, they broke Batman's back. Right. And then gave the suit to another person See, for like two years. And I feel like no matter how much I love something, if if the writing's not there. If the read this. If the writing's bad, I, read, read I'm this not for about sure. it, you know? This writing is solid as fuck. Yeah. Snyder's run on Batman is like, I hope that I can read something else by him someday that's that great. Because it's the shit. His run on Batman is the shit. Like I said, though, a lot of people didn't like it. And I'm kind of miffed that he killed Batman. Because I'm like... You can't kill Batman. No, and like I don't really give a shit about Jim Gordon See, in a mech suit. and even, even with all of Batman's issues and, and his stuff and whatnot, I feel mm. like he's not the type of character that should go out in a blaze of glory. Like, that's not the fitting death no. of Batman. Batman should be old as fuck and in his bed and die of natural causes that's yeah. how i feel about Batman. you know like, i i disagree i like the blaze of glory batman mostly I don't because think so because i think everybody would be too heartbroken about how he dies you know like oh he went out like that i feel like what he I, needs to live his full life i feel as long as nobody as bad because i mean if batman dies in a violent crime in the street they're gonna pull his mask off and everyone would be like bruce wayne and then batman's no longer a symbol he's a crazy eccentric millionaire billionaire I think, I don't know, millionaire? Whatever. I think that Frank Miller would be the... You know Frank Miller's coming out with a third book in the Dark Knight Returns trilogy. Oh, yeah. It was orig- For a long time, it was just those two books, but he's doing one more. And it, we'll see. We'll see how it plays, but... I, like, I feel like his identity needs to stay secret. And, yeah. And he... But, you know, if Bruce Wayne dies an old man in his house... I mean, that's that's one way to go with it, but I like the idea of, like... Because I like the big, loud warrior Batman who's, mm-hmm. like, marching into battle one last time and he knows that he can't win this one or whatever, or he's fighting and at the very end, like, he's beaten and broken and bloody and he... You know, and this does have to be when he's old, though. Yeah. You know, like, he, he can't die, like, uh, he went out one night and died. It has to be something big. Like if I you guess wanna... I would be okay with it, like, if it was some selfless act that's yeah. going to save some people in this big way. And then completely way. incinerate his body so they can never find out who it was. Right. And maybe he didn't, you know, like, they can. there could always be a question. No, like, we, the reader, know he's dead, but yeah. everyone else is like, no, he's still out there because now he's a symbol and he's not just a crazy right. person. right. That's what I like. I think Batman needs to be an idea because if he if he becomes just a dude who dies in a cave and then they put someone in a robot suit, fucking what do you have then? Like <laughs> Batman is ruined, and that's why I'm canceling Detective. I already did. I canceled Detective Comics and Justice League because Justice League just was not hitting me. Mm. And that was written by the writing on it was was really good, but it just wasn't grabbing me. It's Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is doing Justice League right now, and he is maybe the 
premier guy for like large scale team books. Like he does, he did great stuff on Green Lantern. But now I'm just talking about comics and I'm getting away from it. We've yet circled um, again back to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, somehow we always do end up at Batman, and maybe that's maybe maybe we'll go out with that. We'll be eating our own tail and we'll go out on Batman. Um, I did want to talk about. I guess we already talked about nerdy tourism. So we did. And besides, we've been going at this for a while. Vamp, Kate, talk about stuff. Like what? Anything. I don't know. All right, we're still going. You know what? Hour eighteen. I feel like we're solid. We got an episode. Okay. <laughs> um, let's go out on this. What you read? Dark Knight Returns. You did. What are you reading? What are you gonna read next? Because now that I've got you to read a comic, I'm going to try and get you to read all my comics before all of your I move. Comics? Yeah. All of them? <laughs> so That's you, a lot of comics. You going to stick with uh, stick with Batman? You want to read another good fucking awesome Batman book? Yeah, I might be about that. Or um... I would say if you're going to read another Batman book after that one, you should read Killing... Now, these are not usual Batman stories. These are both very unusually told. Uh, Arkham Asylum by Grant Morrison is incredible. Hmm. It takes a couple, like, you gotta read it twice, but it's relatively short, so I think, and especially as fast as you read, you get through that shit, like, and you can read it three times in a day. It's dense, though. You gotta, like, find, you, you, every time you read it, you spot something new. Killing Joke by Alan Moore, which is very short. You'd read that in, like, th- 30 minutes. But that is the story where Barbara Gordon gets paralyzed and becomes Oracle. Where you, Are you familiar with that at all? Well, that's in the, um, that happens in the new Batman game. In the new Batman game, she mm-hmm. she becomes she gets paralyzed in the new Batman game. No, I think she Oracle. is Oracle in the yeah. new Batman game. But they have a um, DLC that's that's pre Arkham Knight where yeah. she is still Batgirl in it, and it shows yeah. it shows what happens. I think. Well, like yeah, all through the I, when I first got into comics in the nineties, she was Oracle because Alan Moore had done this to her in the right. Killing Joke. I never I only read the Killing Joke I think like three years ago, but it's a great great Batman story and also in some respects it is in a sense the last Batman story it exists outside it, it exists in canon because Barbara Gordon is paralyzed and becomes Oracle so right. it did happen but like uh, because of the way that it ends and it ends kind of open ended but I, I you know I feel like I have a pretty definitive grasp of what happens at the end of it in some ways it's the last Batman story and I think you should read that one um, if not that anything well, and you else also, you, you, you also said you had some Arrow stuff too right Green. I have some really good uh, Justice Justice League that has Green Arrow Green in it. Arrow. I'm totally in love with Oliver Queen. I'm all about that. <laughs> you should read. You should read Green Arrow from like the l- 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 80s. Like 80s Green Arrow was like that kind of Oliver Queen. He was kind of like smartassy playboy. He he never really gets broody until modern times. Right. But uh, yeah, I'll see if I can find some good. Green Arrow shit for you. I think he has his own book going right now. I'm not sure though. They're changing. Oh, probably. DC's changing shit up again because the new Fifty Two is not doing very well. Mm-hmm. People aren't liking that hard reboot, so they might go back to some of their old. And they just had the fucking worst crossover book ever, Convergence. But you didn't read it, so I'll talk. I didn't. But Bird read a little bit of it, so I'll talk about that with her. So there you have it, folks. Uh, a guest, a guest host who will be back again and again and again as Bird continues to work 109 hours a week and doesn't have time to read comics or talk to me or spend any time with her family. <laughs> um, and you know what? I'll try and watch some. Uh, you know what we should do is we should sit down and we should watch some 
watch some old nerdy sci-fi shit together and talk about it while it's playing do some I agree. do some commentary type stuff um so that that is it for this week for chatman and robin um l- listen for more of kate in the future um i'm max peterson i'm kate williams um oh i don't know i never know how to sign off when bird's not here because she does the sign off uh (laughs) stick that in your utility belt and smoke (laughs) it